Jordan, open. Chicago with the lead. Bryant to shot. Not a game, not a game. We talking about practice. LeBron James with no record for human life. And he's going to G'day and welcome to the Ball Boys NBA podcast. We are joined today by my good friend, Callum Mack. How are you doing today, mate? I'm doing pretty well, Mitchy boy. How are you going? <laughs> I'm doing good. I'm doing good. We're post-trade deadline. We're in the second half of the season now. Things are, things are heating up. Um, and as always, you, you can find us on Twitter at Ball Boys NBA uh, for some quick takes, fantasy related or NBA related or just... Talking smack, talking trash, pumping up the Celtics. Uh, follow us <laughs> along over there. Um, but how, how's the how's the NBA be going for you, Cal? There's been there's a few news things happening out. Um, anything catch your eye recently? Um, look, we are fresh past the trade deadline, so uh, we've had some yep. some interesting moves with the buyout market um, in full effect. Yep. Yeah, we're going to discuss a few of those those buyout candidates in a second. Um, one little random thing that, that caught my eye today, I was scrolling through the, the Twitter world. I don't know if you've seen this. Have you seen like the beef between uh, uh, Kevin Durant and Michael Rappaport? Yes, I did see that. I was a bit disappointed. <laughs> I'll be honest. I read that today. And, um, yeah. Dude, Durant just went in. He went kind of like crazy soccer mom on this guy. Uh, yeah, <laughs> yeah he take? went... He went full internet troll, it looks like. Um, Like, you know, the full messages, no response, and just kept laying it in. And uh, yeah, I don't know. know, He's he's had a bad image on on Twitter before, but yeah, this this sort of took it to a new level, I thought. So, a little disappointing. It was a bit bit over the top um, for me, personally. So. Yeah, so um, yeah, check out out Michael Rappaport's Twitter if you guys are, are looking for a bit of a. Bit of a laugh, but also maybe just, uh, I don't know, just get your head wrapped around what's going on because I imagine that's going to be in the news a bit tomorrow and, and by the time this video or podcast comes out, you might have might have seen it come up. So, uh, But let's get into our NBA topics today. Uh, we're talking uh, NBA buyouts now. I don't know your feelings too much, Cal. We haven't spoken too much about this in the past, but I fucking hate buyouts. Um, <laughs> I feel like it's just like the rich gets richer in the NBA and um, the good teams are already loaded with talent and it just highlights the importance of once you're able to get like an NBA star or like a big three or a dynamic duo it really doesn't matter what your depth looks like or what the end of your roster looks like because you're just going to be able to pick up some of these buyouts players later because players are going to obviously want to come to your team um, so I don't know what, what's your thought on buyouts in general Cal I'm, I'm on the same page as you I think it's a bit stupid how some of these teams can just get these players for literally nothing like they give them a contract that is barely anything just because you know these players yeah. are getting 90% of what they were owed to begin with so I think there should be maybe some yeah. repercussion for the team that gets them in the sense of I don't know if, if, if their money I don't know some kind of tax um, maybe yeah, some of the know. payments that are owed should be on their tax records to affect them in the couple, next couple of years. I, I'm not too sure, but something sh- probably should change because it's a it's a bit one sided at this point. 
Yeah, it is. It just seems like I don't know. Maybe maybe they need to forfeit, you know, a second round pick or something like that. Just just give up something for these players. I know they're not, you know, obviously the the best players. I'm going to get into them later. Um, but it just just grinds my gears a little bit. But let's let's get into it. Uh, probably the first one that dropped was Lamarcus Aldridge. We spoke about him last time, thinking he might have gone to the Heat. Didn't go that way, and he went to everyone's favorite team, the Brooklyn Nets. <laughs> of course, he did. Um, so. What are your thoughts on this this uh, buyout slash signing here, Cal? Well, it, it's obviously not about playing time. It's about getting a ring is, uh, I guess, yeah. my original thoughts. Because they don't really need him. I was a bit let down. I think he could have played some some more meaningful minutes for other title contenders out there. But yeah. just the fact that this team already has Blake Griffin, um, which is a big that can't defend. Now they've got um, Marcus Aldridge, who is another big who can't yeah. really defend, especially perimeter guys. Those guys struggle on that end so I'm, I'm not yeah I think it's just a bad fit I think it could have been a bit more meaningful for say like a Miami Heat even yeah. a Celtics he could have boosted their roster a bit he, he could have boosted yeah. a lot of the other guys out there and out of out of all the contenders um, you, know, you know even the Lakers would have been good even the Clippers he could have helped but I think the Nets yeah. are the one team that probably didn't need him the most yeah I, I, I get that yeah I mean from his point of view I can understand it you know you're how old is he, 36 or 37 years old? You know, you're signing with what you think's the favorite to win the NBA championship. You want a ring. You know, you're about to retire soon anyway. So I get it uh, from his point of view. But for the Nets, look, I've seen a lot of takes on Twitter of people saying that, you know, it's, you know, so-and-so James Harden created this team or, J- or Kevin Durant created this team just to beat LeBron and all this stuff. And it's got pictures of Blake Griffin and Lamarcus Aldridge. And I'm like, guys, do you understand that Lamarck Soldridge and Blake Griffin are not good players anymore? Um, like, they're, they're really back of the roster kind of old players. They won't play significant minutes. So uh, my reaction is to this, like, okay, cool. Like, it helps them a little bit. It gives them another rotation piece. But I don't think that this is going to be the reason that they win a championship if they do. Um, nor is there going to be the reason that they don't win a championship uh, if they don't. So I just think it's it's a bit of a whatever thing. Um, I'd say he probably has more of an impact than Blake Griffin does just because of the fact that he he probably can play defense a little bit better than Blake, uh, even though he is a bit older. Um, just that size and, and sort of, you know, he can still knock down a shot and things like that. So I still like the signing, probably maybe a little bit more than you do, but yeah, I probably would have rather seen him go to the Heat. Uh, let me let me throw a question at you. Um, we're, yeah. we're talking playoff series. Who is the fifth starter or the fifth? Uh, we'll say closer uh, for the Nets because obviously you, you've got assuming everyone's healthy. You got your James yep. Harden, your Kyrie, your Kevin Durant, and I'm assuming Joe Harris was slotting there as the fourth. Who who would be the fifth? I think I think it is Lamarck Aldridge. Um, I don't know if I would choose that. I might have gone with like a Claxton or something of that nature. But I think it will end up being Lamarck's Aldridge or Blake Griffin. But I'm leaning uh, Aldridge at this stage. What do, what, what do you think? I think it's going to be Claxton. Um, I think that's the best yeah. line from this because he's actually kind of proven he can defend perimeter guys yeah. pretty well um, and for a big man. So And with James Harden there, they like to play the switch you know, switching everything defense, which really does suit more Claxton. So if they do that in the clutch, they obviously have enough offense mm. um, with the f- yeah. those four guys, you know, the fourth being Joe Harris, um, not Blake Griffin. So I I think Claxton would be my guy. It could be matchup related as well, obviously. But um, that's, uh, yeah. that would be my pick. Yeah. 
that, that would be my choice too. Like if I was the coach, I would be doing that. But I just don't know if they will. I don't know. I just feel like there's so many veterans and personalities, especially through that center spot that like, I don't know, maybe being, you know, it's his first year coaching Steve Nash. Maybe he's going to succumb to all those veterans saying, hey, get, get me on the court, get me on the court. Um, I don't know. Maybe he makes the right decision, but I don't know. In Brooklyn, we've sort of seen that sort of play out before with DeAndre Jordan versus Jared Allen. Oh, but even I can kind of see yeah, it. DeAndre Jordan as well. He should be thrown in the yeah. too. Yeah, well, I think he's sort of passed it as well. But uh, there's, you know, you've got those three guys that will all be pushing for minutes at that center spot. And I don't know if... Nash has got the kahunas to sort of throw in a class in as the youngest youngest of all of them. Um, but I think he should. Uh, let's go across to the other, other coast um, in the Lakers who have signed Andre Drummond. There was a lot of talk between Drummond and the Celtics that he might be coming across. The Knicks got involved as well, but obviously he's landed in Lakertown to add what is now a bit of a deep rotation in the front court. You know, you've got uh, Drummond, um, you've got Marcus Ole, you've got Montrez Harrell, and then Anthony Davis obviously is there as well. So, what are your thoughts on this signing by the Lakers? Um, I, I'm okay with it. Um, I'm, I'm okay with it. I think it's once again interesting question as to who they're going to close games with, uh, yeah. because him and Trez aren't great defensively. I feel like they're guys, especially with Drummond's uh, free throw shooting, you can't really put him to, into close games. Um, and then Trez, I feel like we know, we knew after last year's playoffs that he can't close games. Marcus Ole is yeah. pretty looking pretty washed, so I feel like they just have He's to go old, AD old body. five, right? Well, that's what I that's what I reckon. But why are they signing all these bloody centers then? <laughs> <laughs> if um, that's the best lineup, Look, I've always said this. I've always said that Anthony Davis is the best center in the league, um, but he is insisting that he wants to play as a power forward. And I guess if he wants it, then Lakers are going to benefit backwards to do that. I think that that's just dumb uh, because if everyone, if a player forward plays against the center, you're just playing against the same players now. And that's his concern. He doesn't want to bang with the big bodies, but all the centers now are just power forwards. So I I don't get it myself, Um, but I I do think it is an upgrade over, um, over someone like a Gasol, over someone like... Montrezl Harrell is, is good, but he's not a good defender. And when you're going up against a player, and I'm, this is not to say that Andre Drummond's a good defender either, but he's probably slightly better than Montrezl Harrell when you've got players like Jokic and um, the sort, well, probably only Jokic really, uh, in the Western Conference there, who you're going to have to go through to get to the championship. So, uh, And if you make it against, you know, say, uh, say if you meet the Philadelphia 76ers in the finals, you might need someone to hold and bead back. But I, I thought that Anthony Davis could have done that, but... I guess he wants to play power forward. Uh, who do you think is a better defender? Montrez Harrell, Marcus Ole, or Andre Drummond? Um, it's it's tough to say. I guess Marcus Ole's still... He's got the better IQ. He can probably still defend Joel Embiid okay. It, in my opinion, I think it's... Um, I think I think it is Drummond, but but by a very slim margin. Um, let's move on. Let's move on to the play-in tournament. Um in the play-in tournament, we're talking about a, a bit of a prediction. Who do we think is going to make the Eastern Conference 7 through 10 and who's going to make it to the West 7 through 10? So I'll throw it over to you first, Cal. What's your Eastern prediction? All right, so my East 7 versus 10 will start. Yep. I've got the Hornets locked in at the 7 spot. Interesting, yep. The Hawks at the 10 spot. Okay, interesting. The Hawks at the 10. Indeed. So um, I've, look, wow, I've got a bit okay. of a shuffle going on in, in the Eastern Conference. Yeah, you so do. If you look at the standings yep. right now, 
um every, yep. everything's changing for me <laughs> i mean it is really close between that you know fourth and, and sort of tenth spot it, it's quite close uh, i'm guessing you're you're assuming the chugger bulls and and you know their trade that they've made pushes them up a little bit i'm interested to see that you've got the hawks dropping quite low i understand that you know charlotte without lamello ball and stuff they might drop down um but what what makes you think atlanta's going to drop i'm looking at the other teams that, that's why so yeah i've got okay. miami i've got locked in at the four seat i think that's where they'll be and and i think that indiana um, and the Celtics will boost themselves up to the five and six. I think they'll be out of it just because they're confident. Okay. they got good players. I think Indiana will get boosted by Karras. Um, I think he should help them a lot. And the Celtics, they got Brad Stevens. They're reasonably healthy now. Marcus Smart's back. I think they're ready for a yep. run. they they got Evan Fournier, um, who, who's a good spark plug off the bench now, which is something they needed on, on the wing. So I can definitely Didn't start see very well. Exactly, yeah. And they're only like a couple games behind yeah so i, I, yeah. I see indiana five celtics six um which is in turn really dropped the hawks down i just i don't know i don't really don't really like trey young never been a huge fan so um i'm throwing it yeah, okay. his way yeah right um well i i had a, a slightly different uh match up there i've gone with the um, atlanta hawks at the seven uh versing the indiana pacers at at 10 i think that you know pacers are currently at ninth They've tailed off a lot <clears throat> since the start of the season. Um, and I do think that Chicago Bulls will, will increase a little bit out of the 10th spot, uh, dropping the paces down slightly there. Um, I do have Atlanta dropping one spot there. Um, you know, I do think Boston and Miami are going to come up above them. But I think that Charlotte will drop lower than, than them in that spot there. So hence them moving down uh, one spot from there. Um do you let's go on to because you might have these teams in the next ones in the eight versus nine. Who do you have in that matchup there? I've got the Bulls at the eight versus the Knicks yep. at the nine. Okay, okay. So you've got Pacers going up all the way. Where have I've you got, got the Pacers? The, I reckon the Celtics and and the Pacers will be the five and six. So yeah, interesting. You've got Miami up okay. there, and then the Pacers and the Celtics. I just I have more faith in them. I don't know. I think I think they're just a reliable franchise. As I said, that they're both due for a bit of a a good late run to finish up the season. Yeah, I, I can see that. And I think historically you've been a bit more uh, keen on them as well. Um, they're five and five in their five and five in the last 10 games. Um, and obviously, so yeah, I, I don't know. I just feel like the last few sort of second half of the season so far, it hasn't been impressive, but um, yeah. So sorry, who was your eight, nine again? So I got the Bulls versus the Knicks. Yeah. So um, I Bulls do have the Knicks, Knicks okay. a little bit. I think they'll make a, a playoff. You know, they'll be a playoff contender. They'll go for that playing tournament. Yep. And the Bulls, mm-hmm. I've got them jumping up a fair bit. I think they're about the tenth spot now. But I think Vucevic will help them. They'll, they'll get some wins together. Um, they got a good coach. Yeah, uh, I have faith that they will climb the rankings a bit. So I, I'm yeah, okay. them I've going got... up. Hawks dropping. Knicks dropping. Hornets dropping <laughs> to yep. make space for all the teams I think are going to jump up in Miami, Indiana, yep. and Celtics. Okay, yeah, I, I agree. I think I think Miami is going to be the biggest mover moving forward. I think Boston will be second, and I think I think the Knicks hold. I think the Knicks hold at number six. Um, so for my eight versus nine, I've got Charlotte at eight versus Chicago at nine. I think that I agree that I think Charlotte's going to drop Atlanta slightly one spot. Um, and I just think that Indiana and Chicago will flip um, basically as the standings are now, which is currently the 31st of March. Um, so 
Um, if you watch this down the line, it might be different already, but we both don't have Toronto coming in. Are we, are we sort of, they're only one, one game behind on the win column, but a few games behind on the loss column against Chicago. We both don't think that they're going to make it. That's interesting. Yeah, that, that was the toughest call for me in the East, just because yeah. um, it's hard to hate on Nick Nurse. I've got faith in him that he, he could definitely yeah. bring it up. I don't know where they look. They had tra- um, Kyle Lowry. He wasn't traded, so yeah. You never you'd think you never that know. they're trying to yeah. You think that they try and give him one more playoff run and then really try and make the the, the the Eastern Conference playoffs. But I don't know. Something about them this year has just been. I have no confidence really in them. They sort of. I've been questionable about Nick Nurse's decisions in terms of the rotation and playing players like Chris Boucher. And, you know, he's still just their team lacks a lot of depth outside of their sort of top five or six guys. So um, not sure it's enough to get it done this year. I think Larry's age has finally caught up on him. Um, and don't really think that Pascal and Van Vliet are the ones that can sort of carry a team on their, on their backs uh, anymore. All right, well, let's move on to the Western Conference then. Um, who have you got in that seventh versus tenth play-in tournament? All right, so the seven was pretty easy for me. I'm gonna I'm gonna lock yep. that in as the Mavericks. Um, yeah. And the tenth spot is a. This is hard, by the way. The um, anything like nine, ten, eleven, twelve is is such a mess right now in uh, yeah. <laughs> in the West. But the ten spot, yeah. I have the Pelicans going in. Um, b- oh, being a bit hopeful. Okay. But um, yep. I've decided that the league just can't defend. Um, Zion, he's he's too good, yeah. and they've been on a bit of a stretch recently. They've made some trades. They're starting to click. I have a feeling yep. that um, they could make a push for that ten for the plan tournament. Well, yeah, it's interesting. They, they obviously didn't trade Zion. I mean, it's not Zion. They didn't trade Lonzo, uh, who was rumored to be on the move. Um, which you know, before the trade line, you were thinking, okay, they're, they're tanking. They're looking to trade Zion. So obviously, sorry, I keep saying Zion. They didn't trade Lonzo. Um, so it looks like they're probably not trying to win now if they're trading him for younger pieces and things like that. But they kept him, but probably not because of a lack of trying. I just don't think that there was much on the way of value out there for him. Um, so yeah, I find that interesting. Um, I personally won't have the Pelicans making this list. It was a bit hopeful, um, I'll be honest. Yeah. So what are they? they're they're two games behind the Golden State Warriors. So not you know not logically you know they they could definitely make it, but I just believe in in Steph Curry a bit and that team sort of um, winning enough games to sort of at least make that tenth spot. Uh, okay. So you had Pelicans versus Dallas. Yep. All right, I do. I also have Dallas in my seventh spot, um, and I've got them going against the Memphis Grizzlies at ten. Did you have Memphis making your play-in tournament at all? I do. I do have them. They're my, oh, they're my nine. Okay. They are my nine. Okay. All right. Interesting. All right. Well, that's that's. Well, we'll discuss that in a second. But yeah, I think obviously Dallas is the lock here. Pretty hard to see them getting up to those top six teams. They look like they've sort of established themselves a little bit higher. They're all talented. Um, don't really see any of them dropping there the rest of the season. So I think that's a pretty safe bet. Um, yeah, and I think the Grizzlies, you know, they just find ways to win. They're, they're a surprisingly deep team with a lot of players who are sort of similarly talented. Um, one of my favorites, Anthony Melton. If he can get some game time, he is actually such a beast and love him as a bit of a fantasy stash. But... I think that they will drop. Obviously, they've played fewer games than Golden State, um, so they've got a few games to make up as well. But I think that um, to reveal my next pick, I think Golden State's going to catch them and just they're going to flip a little bit there um, towards the end of the season. Let's go on to your eight versus nine. Um, before we do that, I'll just speculate yep. a little bit for the seventh. Uh, we said the yep. Mavericks 
are a bit of a lock there. There is a world yeah, okay. I can imagine these Lakers falling to the seven. Uh, Ooh, right now, there's six really? games okay. behind the Mavs. LeBron is gone for potentially a month. Anthony Davis is still, yeah. still not playing. I don't know if you know the rest of that roster, but it's, it's pretty rubbish outside of those two, really. I mean, you got, you got some good role players yeah. and Schroeder and, and Kuzma, but those guys are not going to hold the ship to a fourth seed. I'll make that clear. That's, They're going to fall. That's, that's, a, that's a really good shout for you. I didn't even really consider that because I just saw the Lakers as, oh, yeah, they're good. But, you know, they could actually drop a fair way. Um, and if Dallas puts on a run, yeah, if the, if the Dallas put on a bit of a run, I, yeah, fair enough. They're not going to fall out of the playoffs, I don't no. think. And, you know, if they're in the play-in tournament, obviously you'd bet for them to, to make it in. But wouldn't that be a bit of an upset? Uh, imagine uh, it, there is even a world, like, if they just got a huge losing streak and I can see all the, you know, LeBron the GOAT kind of people just like, yeah, you know, LeBron. So let's say they make the play-in tournament, they're like a ninth seed or something. And, and they end up yeah. winning it all with Anthony Davis and LeBron. That'd be, um, that'd be an interesting story. <laughs> yeah, well, it definitely would help the sort of go argument. But look, they, they versed the Orlando Magic a um, couple of days ago and only barely scraped by with a win. And I don't know if you've seen the Orlando Magic roster recently, Cal, but it is fucking trash. <laughs> um, they only won by three points. Uh, although the Magic did beat the Clippers today, so I don't know. Maybe it's not as bad as we think. Um, bit, of, bit of weird stuff going on there in, in Orlando. But um, who's, your, who's your eighth versus nine? All right, so eighth versus nine, I have... I had the Warriors get into the eighth seed. They got Steph back now. Okay. Uh, I have a bit of faith yep. in what I've been seeing from Draymond Green this season. And Kelly's yep. starting to put it together. So I just think Steph's the man. Um, you, you look at the Spurs, they're 23 wins. The Warriors are 23 wins. They've just lost a, you know, a few extra games. So I believe in them to close out the season, assuming they're all healthy. So Warriors eight, and uh, they're versing the Grizzlies at nine, who I think will... Keep the boat steady at a 500 record and, and slip into that ninth yep. seed. Okay, so that means you've got the Spurs falling out. I have the Spurs falling out. I'm, a, I guess, a bit of a yeah, hater wow. on the Spurs. Yeah, like, <laughs> it, was, it was tough. It was between them or the Grizzlies, obviously. The Pelicans. So, oh, yeah, well, Pelicans, yeah, sorry. But Pelicans, yeah. I've just decided, you know, like, it was a bit of a, a, a hope. That's your hype pick. That is. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Okay, fair enough. I, I've, I've got the Spurs still there at eight versus um, the Warriors at, at nine. And obviously, I've got the, the Grizzlies dropping a little bit to the 10th spot. I don't know. I just feel like the Spurs are the Spurs. They're just going to keep going on. And they've surprised me this season. I didn't pick them to make the playoffs this year to begin with. But I think just the way that things are going, um, they're just they're just good enough and well-organized, well-drilled enough to get there. Um, and I don't know. Memphis, I, I, I think in our earlier prediction for the playing tournament, I had Memphis here anyway because I was expecting Jaron Jackson Jr. to come back fucking months ago but um that obviously <laughs> hasn't happened uh he's still missing in action um so it it's more encouraging to see them still in this sort of play-in tournament bubble um so i think that they they can they can slip on through there um haven't looked at any sort of strength of schedules or anyone's like that moving forward so this is this is sort of taking just the team's values on on its merit and, and going from there um interestingly both didn't have the the kings making it in no, no, that was another. It was them and the Spurs and and the Pelicans was really in my toss for the tenth yeah. uh, kind of seed. But look, I really like the Kings. By the way, they're on a five game winning streak right now. De'Aaron just yeah, won Player of the Week, and he put up like thirty four, five and five with like he's been on fire, ridiculous shooting yeah. field goals. So yeah, he he is playing really well. I just have I and never have had any faith in the Sacramento Kings, and I just feel like at any moment they're going to start crumbling. But 
Maybe this is the year they prove me wrong and they make it into the playoffs. Who knows? Who knows? Let's uh, move on. Um, we're talking about playoffs. We're going to flip the switch and go the other way. We're talking NBA Tankathon. It is the season. This is the this is the real uh, M- NBA Premiership uh, Championship right here, Cal. <laughs> Who's going to get those ping pong balls? Now, the last few seasons we've had a change in the draft order, and the bottom three teams each have equal odds at the number one pick. So really, it's a race for the bottom three. Um, at the moment, as, as time of recording, thirty first of March, we've got the Minnesota Timberwolves the Houston Rockets, and the Detroit Pistons sitting in those bottom three. Um, I'm going to throw it to you. Do you think that anyone else can contend for that number, that, sorry, those bottom three spots? I do, I do, and, and I'll shock the world and say I think the Timberwolves will move out of the top three. I think they're the worst record Whoa. right now. I think, I think yep. they'll have a better second, uh, I guess, third of the last third of the season. They'll be the, they're locked into my fourth worst team. Um, I have the Magic. Yeah slipping into that top three. So I've got the yeah. Rockets, the Pistons, and the Magic are my bottom three. Yeah, okay, interesting. So they've obviously got the worst record in the NBA, but it's not it's not, it's not you know, a it's huge a, it's difference. A it's only it's a couple games. And when you and when you're talking about the bottom of the league, you know, you get a three game win streak and things can change real quick. So uh, <laughs> these things these things can happen. Um, you know, we talked about the the Atlanta Magics and you know they had a had a win today so that hurts their chances beating the Clippers <laughs> um, it was a I watched the end of that game it was it was something else <laughs> you know they, they basically limped to the finish line with that one should have should have won much more convincingly but what, what's your thoughts with Minnesota do you think it's D'Angelo Russell coming back that they're gonna they're gonna go obviously Cats miss a lot of time yeah I just think um, like yeah Cat missed heaps of time and D'Lo's missed heaps of time and Anthony Edwards yeah. is it's kind of clicking a bit more for him um, but the main thing I think is Cat. Like when Cat's healthy, they have a much better chance of actually winning games. And he just came back a few weeks ago. So. Yeah. Okay. Um, and I guess, well, I, I considered, I think I've always had Minnesota in there. I think Detroit's going to stay in there. My consideration was Houston um, to come out of there just with Christian Wood playing a little bit more. Um, those young guys are sort of hungry and, and sort of getting through there. Uh, I thought they might come out, and I was just wondering about where their protection is, um, is one thing, um, what would happen, uh, because they're top four protected. So even if they do drop out of that top three, they would keep their pick. So there's a bit of incentive for them to stay really bad, just to give them the most chance to to keep the pick. Because if they go outside that top four, they lose it to OKC. So that sort of landed me back to the point where I think that the bottom three are going to stay the same um, with Orlando just missing out. Um, just seems like they're, they're hungry and they, they want to get some wins and, and they've been competitive the last couple games, but their roster is pretty awful. But I guess so all of these rosters. So Yeah, I think the Rockets now, I think they're going to go full full tank mode pretty soon. Like, I think they'll just yeah. start resting John Wall a lot more and um, the rest of that roster is atrocious. To be clear, yeah. they've gotten they've kind of gotten rid of all the reasonable players they had. So, yeah, yeah, I think I think yeah, just that extra incentive of losing that pick is just going to be enough for them to be pretty awful. Yeah. Um, okay, let's move on to uh, keep talking about in the draft. We're not talking about sort of tanking now, but we want to talk about you know March Madness is on. Uh, have you watched any of the college basketball? Um, not a whole lot. Just just some highlight highlights yeah. here and there. Okay. Yeah, I've been watching a couple of Gonzaga highlights. You know, Jalen Suggs looking pretty. Pretty nice, um, but yeah. So he's um, he's he's a bit of a talent, nice point guard. 
Um, the projected number one pick is Cade um, Cunningham. Cunningham. Yeah, who's who's looking like a bit of a beast. Um, bit of Ben Simmons about him. Bit of uh, you know that big point guard. Bit of uh, Luka Doncic about him. But um, we're going to talk about who we first of all who we think who we want to get the number one pick, which would be the most fun, and and who needs it the most. So I'll start off with who you who do you want to get the number one pick this year, Cal? I don't know why I was drawn to this team, but for some reason I, I just want the Kings to get it. <laughs> I like I like their roster. They got De'Aaron Fox. I know obviously they're 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 not the top three. Uh, sorry, the bottom three teams. But like they'll still yeah. have like a. I mean they. Everyone's got a chance. Yeah, they'll have like a ten percent chance. I, I gave pretty much any team that has an actual lottery chance. I consider yeah uh, just to make yeah. it clear. And, and uh, you know what? the yeah. Kings. I love De'Aaron Fox. He's great. They still got Buddy. Um, Holmes is that they're all still pretty young. I guess Buddy's the oldest of all of them, and he's tradable as well. And and they, yep. they need that wing. Like they got Harrison Barnes, who once again is also tradable. Um, if they get like a Cade Cunningham um, to go with De'Aaron Fox and you know Rashawn Holmes, I reckon that's a pretty good team. Like I'm just kind of yeah looking for. I don't care about you know those you know teams at the bottom of the barrel. I want someone. I want us to help someone and make them a contender sooner <laughs> rather than later. <laughs> Yeah, I think I think the best scenario is that someone like with a you know like a two or three percent chance jumps up ahead of everyone and surprises the NBA world. And I, I do like that. I do like that as a as a concept. Um, I I have something similar. Another team jumping jumping right up there, um, and it's the Toronto Raptors for me. I want I want to see them get get a pick. You know, obviously they're pretty high up in the Eastern Conference, so it would take a very very lucky drop of the ping pong balls. But uh, I would love to see that. You know, I can just picture this. Carl Lowry retires, in comes Kate Cunningham. You know, like it just it seems seems perfect. You know, they've just fallen out of the uh, the playoffs this year, straight back in there next year into a great system. You've got Nick Nurse there who can help mentor Kate Cunningham. He's going to fit in well. Think about like a a long lineup of him, um, Pascal Siakam, OG Ananobi. Like that's just and Fred that's a lot of. As well. like- yeah, Fred Van Viet at the you know sort of the helm there. Uh, that's a good defensive lineup. Very good at switching in and around. Uh, so I think that would be a fun, fun team to root for. And and you know who doesn't love Canada? Yeah, no, I like that. I like that pick. Yeah, we're both we're both hoping a fair bit though because it's probably not likely to happen with those teams having a, a low percentage at the lottery ball. But um, uh, let's give those low teams a bit of a love. Who do you think um, needs it the most? Um, I'll probably have to say that the Pistons, uh, being one of those bottom teams, yeah. they don't really have any real hope right now. They spent heaps of money. Their their draft pick uh, last in the twenty twenty draft has not been playing well so far. Um, who you were very hasn't had much chance to. Yeah, yeah, that's true. He got injured, but he didn't. It didn't, yeah. didn't look great. Um, I'm surprised he's not no, back from injury no. yet. By the way. Um, yeah, yeah. I think they're taking it very easy and using it as an excuse to sort of just yeah. tank a little bit. I, I think that's exactly what they're doing. But they, they'd be yeah. my pick just because even right now, I guess they got um, Grant out there, Jeremy Grant playing pretty well. But he, at this point, he's pretty tradable. They've built up a lot of yeah. asset kind of stock for him. So wouldn't be surprised if they trade him um, and brought in. I just think at least that gives them something. And and they got other good role players around that team with Sadiq Bay is yeah. okay and, and Mason Plumley is an okay uh, he's obviously in the bottom tier of centers, but he's still okay. Yeah. He does some pretty cool passes every once in a while. 
Yeah, I mean, I think that'd be a decently fun. Time. I like Sadiq Bay and um, you know Isaiah Stewart's there as well. Um, so yeah, I, I don't mind. I considered them. Um, my my team that I think needs it the most, I think, is the Orlando Magic. Um, I just think that <laughs> they um, should have made this trade a long time ago with Vucevic and, and clearing out the deck. Um, and I think that now that they finally have, they need to be rewarded for it um, because this team on paper just looks awful like if you just uh, who are the players that played today like you've got a starting lineup of Chuma Okiki Michael Carter-Williams James Ennis Dwayne Bacon and Birch um you know like who (laughs) what is that that's that's a starting lineup in the NBA right now uh so I just think that they need something to go along with um who I think is their you know who's not even playing starters minutes Wendell Carter Jr I think he's their best player and the most promising player on their roster He's not even starting. Um, so I just think they need something that they can just go, okay, this is what we're doing. This is who we're building around. Because right now, they don't really have anything. They've got nothing. Yeah, I'm expecting them, obviously, to throw a lot of their pieces around, start different people, and, and let's do a bit of a tankathon. Um, and just try yeah. and find a good kind of young talent, like similar to what yeah. the Brooklyn Nets had to do a, a few seasons ago when they had no draft capital at all, and they just like threw heaps of lineups out there, and they found some pretty good assets. Yeah, I mean, yeah, you discover these little diamonds in the rough, like, you know, like a Robert Covington was sort of a nobody but until they started that um, process sort of thing. So, you know, they might do the same thing. Okay, he's looking pretty good. You know, he might be one of the ones that they find, but still not a great NBA starter. You know, he might be a rotation piece, but not by no means it's going to be a turning the ship around or someone you build around for the future. So, um, and even even Cole Anthony, who was their, their pick last year, um, you know, he's not a high upside kind of guy. He's a serviceable NBA player, probably not even a starter, really, on a good team. Um, but yeah, so I think they need someone to build around, and I would, I would love to see Cade Cunningham sort of start that movement for them. All right, let's move on. We're going to talk fantasy basketball. Um, and if you're watching along on on YouTube, please uh, hit that subscribe button down below. Chuck that notification bell on, like the video. It all helps very much. Uh, We've been doing weekly fantasy videos every week uh, for the entire season um, and would really love the support. So make sure you're subscribed if you are not already. We're going to talk about some buy low and sell highs now, Cal. This will be the last one for the season. A lot of trade deadlines are coming up now. So last chance to make these moves before the the playoffs start in a few weeks. Uh, Let's start with some buy low, guys. Who do you have uh, first, Cal? Um, so my first buy low is um, Shea, Shea Gilgis Alexander. Um, his his form's been a bit down, kind of recently of all the new lineup changes. So maybe you can get a hold of him um, at a reasonable price. Um, I think he's dropped outside the fifty. Even though he's been playing well for most of the season, he he has dropped out a bit. Um, I think it's more just the efficiency side of things. So um, if you can get him low now, you might as well because obviously that team will still run through him. He, I, I feel like there even might be a slight kind of shutdown plausibility. Just yeah, I was just, um, I was there, just about to suggest that he, he does have an injury right now um, without a timetable. It's plantar fasciitis, which is, I don't know, it's, it's a worrying injury because we've seen players be out for not very long with that kind of injury. But we have also seen players, I think there was even someone last year in the playoffs or something like that who was out for a long time and, and sort of... I missed the part. I can't remember exactly. I think Sabonis had it, and he was out of that first series, wasn't he? Yeah, I think yeah that that rings a bell. But it it can hold players out for a long time, depending on the severity of it. You know, if there's an actual tear in the plantar fascia, it can be a long term. But we don't we don't know at this point. 
Um, you know, basically the words from the coach are that he doesn't want to say long term, but it's not day to day. To me, this sounds like a tanking job, but, um, <laughs> you know, he's the only good player on their team. So, I don't know. Uh, I'm, I'm a bit... Well, that's another reason for a buy low. Like, if he comes back, yeah. um, he's giving you some good draft... Yeah, he's giving yeah, you some good I think, assets. I think you'd have to go really low with this one because I reckon some owners, especially if it's an owner that is trying to make the playoffs and they're not guaranteed a spot, um, they might not be able to hold him for anyone, really. If you just give him one of your worst sort of last few players on your roster, they might need to make that move because... You know, there's a lot of uncertainty there. So, it, worth a swing if you're sitting pretty and you're going to make the playoffs. Uh, but I would definitely recommend buying very low. Um, so, yeah, just because of that, just because that risk. Um, let's move on to my one. I'll, I'll talk about another guard. And we, we spoke about him before. Uh, oh, sorry, no. Um, yeah, Ja Morant is, is my guy here, who's a bit of a buy low candidate. Had a couple of poor games in, in a row here. The last game... Only managing to get up, uh, was it 12 points? If I think, uh, if I bring it, yeah, 12 points, five rebounds, and eight assists. He's never really been one to get a lot of steals and threes and blocks. Percentages have been shaky, so his ranking is always a bit bit off. Um, and I think, you know, the owner might be a bit concerned. Two games in a row with 12 points and a game with 11 points um, with a 32-point game in between there. So... If you can sort of jump on someone who's panicking, who needs the points, need the player to be performing right now, I think you could sort of make an argument to, to buy low on Jar Morant. What, what are you expecting from Jar from here out, Cal? Yeah, it's, he's an interesting fantasy guy. I guess he, sits a, he fits a certain build because um, right now his rank on Yahoo is 168 for the season. Yeah, yeah, for the Which entire season, surprising. yeah. Um, yeah, so it's... Yeah, um, I, he's situational. He goes off, he has spurts. He always gets assists and reasonable points, but doesn't really contribute too much else because his field goal yep. and his free throws don't scream it yet either. So there's yeah. not huge positives there. Yeah, no, he's he's a poor free throw percentage guy. He shoots under one three a game, which is actually in a league where everyone's shooting threes. is actually really a bit of a hole. Uh, under a steal a game, virtually zero blocks, you know, only three and a half rebounds. Field goal percentage is not good. So, yeah, there's a lot of deficiencies in his game. But if you're, you know, say a punt, free throw percentage, punt three kind of build, and you need some points and assists because you've got all those big guys in your team, you know, he's definitely someone who I would go out and target and definitely is a lot better in like a points league. So if you're in a points league, you might be someone that can definitely pounce on him because in the last few you know, three of the last four games, he wouldn't have provided many, many fantasy points. But uh, I do think that will change. He's still going to score highly, get a lot of assists, and that's going to be enough to give you enough fantasy points in that format. So um, probably more of a points league guy than a, than a category league guy. And even I think uh, a week-to-weekly guy as well, just because he goes yeah. up and spurts a bit, so it definitely helps. Yeah. On those kind of yeah. So those head head-to-head leagues, you could you could definitely bump him up a little bit. All right, who's your next buy my next buy, buy low is someone we mentioned last week and um, someone we might mention later. But um, he's he, he's just one of those guys who I think someone's probably picked him up already in Shuma Okeke. Um, oh, yes. And and I just feel like just throw an offer out there. I think he's worth... He'd probably be top 100 if he maintains his starting position for the rest of the season. Um, the past few games, he's probably been, in terms of fantasy, probably the one of the best Magic guys. And, um, yep, I would say. We know they're shuffling the deck. So if you can just throw a bit of a low, um, someone you have on your team who you, maybe a big name, he hasn't been playing too well to get 
um, Okiki, I think that's a good fantasy move just because I think he'll get the minutes and he'll put up the stats. He's been doing doing good steals, um, pretty good points efficiently, hits the three pretty well. So there's a lot of positives there. Yeah, I, I think uh, I'm. I may be a bit lower on him. I do think he's going to be the winner in in Orlando. I, I just I'm worried about the efficiency dropping off. I feel like he's running pretty hot right now, and when he's not going to be shooting as efficiently, I don't know. You know, he, I mean, he seems to be getting a few steals, um, decent enough rebounds and, and field goal percentage, but. Yeah, I'm just worried about that percentage because I think it might be a little bit of fool's gold at the moment. I mean, I'm not too sure. I haven't seen this guy play too much. Um, he's obviously fairly fresh to big minutes. Um, so it, it could be worthwhile. Um, but again, I would I would be going fairly low in terms of like, you know, back end of your roster yeah, kind of offers. Back end of your roster. But I think like right for the past week, he's 34th um, rank. So. Yeah. And he, yeah. he knows he's going to get minutes now. So he's worth a flyer with this one of your, of your yeah. later round kind of guys that you can afford to lose on your on your team yeah th- th- throw out a throw out a Tyler Hero or something like that you know a player like that who's got a bit of name value yeah. but you know it's probably going to be down a little bit moving forward uh, okay my last buy low is Zach Levine um, now the e reason and I do think you could actually probably get Levine a bit of a buy low with a bit of narrative talk <laughs> you could you could throw the narrative hey Vucevic, he's come into the team. Look at look at what's happened. He's he's dropping points. He's dropping assists. Um, you know what's going to happen? This this team is now going to run through Vucevic. Now he's not the one, number one guy anymore. People will fall for that, I think. <laughs> and look, he's been great all season. But the recent trend of games, particularly the last couple, he's had some pretty poor performances. So again, someone who's failing to score a little bit. Uh, last game had twelve points. Game before that, eighteen points. Four assists, one assist, no steals in any of those games. Only a three in each of the games. Zero blocks. Field goal percentage is sucking. Um, so his ranking is down. And I just think the combination of that and the Vucevic trade, you could easily catch someone who's who's a bit stressed about uh, Zach Levine right now. 141st ranked player in the last two weeks. Yeah, no, I, I love it. I think this is a perfect candidate for Bilo. You have the storyline with um, Vuce yep. heading to Chicago. Um, you have the storyline of look at the past two games with Vooch. He's put up 18 points and then 12 points. Pretty pathetic, really. And, um, yeah. and right now he's got a sprained right ankle, so it's not nothing too serious. Oh. But he's a bit injured, so he's yep. definitely his stock has dropped um, hugely just on the past couple of games and the fact that Vooch is there. So I reckon it's yep. a great buy low candidate. I, I that's what buy low is all about. It's all about the narrative. You gotta you gotta you gotta talk to your owners. You gotta get them spooked a little bit. Get them worried. Get under their skin. That's what that's what it's all about. Um, so yeah, I, I do like that one. I do think he might be actually negatively affected here, though. Um, in all seriousness, I mean he he is the twenty sixth ranked player in the season, so he's a very very good player. Um, and I can see maybe a little dip in points and assists, but um, nothing nothing to this degree moving forward. I still think he's going to be basically a top, you know, a third round sort of guy. Well, uh, let's do a quick forward, um, so. comparison. Let's go, because these are the two guys who I considered at the draft. And originally I regretted taking Jamal Murray with my picks. I could have had Zach mm. Levine. And, and recently Jamal Murray's been turning it on. Um, he's been playing pretty damn well over the past month or so now. Um, and Zach Levine yes. could definitely fall off. So would you, let's say, would you make a trade? Who would you prefer on your fantasy team right now? Um, I think I'd probably still be Zach Levine, although it's it's getting close. Um, I just think 
Zach's got, you know, higher high games than um, Jamal Murray. And if I'm in, a, and most of my leagues are in head to head, so I think that he's got a little bit more of that ceiling uh, in terms of things like scoring and threes. And he's a bit more efficient. Um, so, I mean, yeah, it, it's pretty close, though. Yeah, if you look at um, the past month, Jamal Murray is 19th ranked. So, he, he's been playing well recently. Yeah, he has. He has been playing well. And his ranking is boosted by the fact that he's a fairly efficient player with the ball. He doesn't turn the ball over much. Right. And maybe that's, Ross, um, you know, factoring to my thinking because I normally don't give a shit about that. <laughs> so, um, to me, I sort of look at those stats and I, I do just think that Zach Levine's just a little bit better. So I would still have him a little bit above, but yeah. That's not to say that you buy low with um, Jamal Murray, though. You definitely would try and buy a lot lower than that. Yeah. Agreed. Yeah. All right. Let's move on to some sell high guys. Start us off here, Cal. All right. Well, um, we kind of touched on, on the Chicago Bulls. We'll stay there with Nikola Vucevic. Um, I reckon try and sell him. He's actually played okay in the past couple of games with Chicago, but... I feel his usage is going to have to drop. Um, he put up 21 and 9 in both those games. He's surprisingly got 6 assists um, in the most recent game. But I don't know. Like We know that his efficiencies will probably lift a bit. But I think his overall rank will drop. Um, his rebounds have... He hasn't even gotten the double-digit rebounds yet for the Chicago. Um, yep. So I, I think if you have a chance to sell him, now's the time. He's on my team. I'm a bit saddened by it, but I, I just think that um, I think his threes will probably drop down a bit as well. I don't know. I just think he's he's on the decline. Yeah, we did we did highlight him in terms of our losers for the the trade deadline, and you know it hasn't sort of been huge yet. But you, you know you take into the fact that he didn't hit a three last game, um, hasn't had any steals or blocks. Um, you know, I can see, you know, 21 points, you know, and he's still shooting very efficiently. So to me, that tells me that the shots are fewer, you know, there's fewer shots than normal. And I think that that will be the theme moving forward. They are splitting, they're playing him and Thaddeus Young in the starting lineup, uh, at least last game they did, whether or not they continue to do that moving forward. I think they will. Um, so that might help him more than I thought when he's not sharing the court with a player like Markinen. But I still think that there's just more more talent on this team and, and he's going to drop. Um, yeah, but I think, yeah, if you can get someone um, of sort of that first or second round value, I would definitely do so. He's still ranked 11th on the season um, and in total value, he's actually the second ranked player in total game. So you've done really well drafting him, uh, but maybe, yeah, if you can capitalize, get a top 20 player back, I'd, I'd probably do that. All right, let's move on to my one. I'm going to throw out another guard here. It is De'Aaron Fox. We mentioned him a little bit before in terms of the Kings doing really well, and it's been on the back of Fox. What did you say? You got player of the month or player of the week? Player of the week. Uh, yeah, player of the week. He, he's actually been on fire the last sort of few games. Uh, and, you know, the last, last couple of weeks, I would say, uh, putting up lots of points. In the last two weeks, he is the eighth-ranked player, which is pretty wild. Scoring 30 points, three rebounds, five and a half assists, over two steals. Excellent percentages, which is the reason I think that he's a sell high because he is not this guy in terms of uh, especially his free throw percentage, shooting over 80%. He's not going to be doing that regularly. So um, that is definitely inflating his um, value. If he was to have to, to keep this sort of momentum going in terms of his percentages, he'd be close to this sort of player because he is a player that gets a lot of steals and points and assists. But yeah, it's just those percentages that I don't think, you know, are going to be real and you can't really rely on them moving forward. Uh, what are your thoughts on Fox? 
Um, yeah, it's a great pick. Yeah, eighth overall was pretty surprising, um, especially on the yeah. efficiency. I, I think he's obviously not going to maintain. He's been shooting 55% over the past couple of weeks. That will obviously drop down a bit. But I think in terms of a guard, he will be a good field goal guy just because he doesn't yeah. he doesn't bum up a whole lot of threes. Um, no. He, he gets to the rim, and when he gets to the rim, he is really, really efficient. And I don't see that's really dropping a whole lot just because um, that's just yep. his play style. So. Um, if you can keep those steals up, which is a, a big reason he's been elevated to eight spot. And the, yeah. Um, yeah. I mean, he, he gambles a bit on, on that defensive end. I think it's a bit of a sign for what's to come. So maybe next season, I think maybe have him pretty high on your draft boards. Yeah, well, I'm looking at my lips. He's in my dynasty team, so I'm pretty happy with that one there. But um, yeah, like just like you said, the difference between 1.4 steals and 2.1 steals, you know, that's that's really really big. That's that's a big difference in value. And yeah, just the the 70% versus 80% free throw on that volume, shooting over seven attempts a game, like that's that's a huge swing in value. And um, yeah, I just think that that's not going to sort of last uh, over the stretch of the season. Um, so I, I think he's a textbook sell high especially if you're someone who cares about free throw percentage. All right, who's your first? Who's your next sell high, Cal? All right, my next sell high is um, Robert Covington. And yes, I think we've mentioned him a few times. We have, so we'll keep that topic. We're waiting. <laughs> We're waiting for it. <laughs> I feel like at one point he was a buy low, and, and now he's back on the sell yeah. high board. I, I think you actually yeah. mentioned him last week, but I yeah. mean, this week he's put together an even better week again. He's still a sell high, he's I think. Got yeah, the high I'm with on you. My board. He was a sell high, now he's yeah. definitely a sell high. So yeah. he's showing kind of shades of his of his old self in terms of some of those steals and blocks he's been put up recently are pretty pretty amazing. Yeah. Um, the past two games, for example, he got four blocks and four blocks, which is huge. Um, if you look at the past couple of weeks, he's pretty much averaging um, three threes, two steals, and two blocks, um, which is ridiculous numbers in terms of fantasy. Yeah, and, it's and, crazy. And that's yeah. all under. Uh, um, that's all under one turnover a game as well. So th- those yeah. categories are hugely boosted, um, which is and look eight rebounds as well. Like he's been he's been the tenth <laughs> ranked player in the past fourteen days. So it's crazy. He's back yeah. to his old ways. No, so if you can sell high, I'd probably do it because this is not sustainable. Yeah. If I if I can get anyone top thirty, top forty, I would do so. Um, maybe even someone if I like them, they fit my build in top fifty, I would still do so. Just because I think we highlighted this last time that Nurkic is back. Um, he's on a minutes limit, so he hasn't quite affected him yet. He's only averaging nineteen minutes per game the last two games. That will increase um, as he gets better, and he will be taking more of that sort of rim protection role um, and gobble up those rebounds. The steals are probably real. He's still going to hit threes, but. You know, those low turnovers inflates your value so much in a nine category league that it's just, it's really not indicative of, of what you bring to the fantasy table because, you know, it's just, yeah, if the best player in turnovers is no player, you know, so yes, it's, it's, it's a tactic and I understand it, but just for me, I, I, I just tend to rank those guys a lot lower on my board and I go by a bit more of an eight category ranking. So, um, yeah, and definitely in a points league, this guy's a huge sell high because, um, yeah, he's he's going to be very inconsistent with those um, steal and block numbers as their sort of high variance stats. Uh, my last guy that I've got here as a sell high is Rashawn Holmes. Um, so Rashawn Holmes has been putting up some beastly numbers. He's put to bed. I mean, long time ago he put to bed any you know issues with Hassan Whiteside being his backup. But over the last couple of weeks, he is the 14th ranked player cow. 
just putting up monster percentages, 62% field goal, 83% free throw percentage, 18 rebounds, 10 boards, over two and a, like basically two and a half blocks, and again, those low turnovers, 0.8 turnovers a game. Um, so huge influence in percentages, blocks, rebounds, um, and good points on low turnovers. So to me, those are all signs of regression coming up. You know, the turnovers, if they increase to sort of one or two a game, there's a huge drain. And just those blocks. I think those blocks are going to come down. He's had a few games in the past couple of weeks where he's had some five-block games, some three-block games. Um, so I just think that that's boosting his value right now. Although he, he is a beast, and I wouldn't be, you know, I, I would still be keeping if someone gave me a, uh, you know, a top 40 player, I would still want him. But if you can get a top 20 or a top 25 player, I would definitely do that um, very quickly. Yeah, I'm a big fan. I'm in the, I'm in the wagon. Um, I've joined the train of Rashawn Holmes. Um, he's still young. Yeah. He I love watching him play too. Like some of the blocks he gets, it's super athletic, chase down, um, and two and a half blocks a game is no joke. So he's no. a good asset. That field goal is crazy as well. And as as you said, Hassan Whiteside is missing some time, and Bagley is also missing some time. So he's got a a lot of minutes um, all going his way right now. So if you can make a sell yeah. high, you could. Um, I personally would probably hold on to him because I really. I love his game. I'm a big fan. Yeah, so you, you, you like him? You don't think you would... Like, what's the point at which you would make the trade? Um, you'd have to give me... If you give me somewhere like in the, in the 30s or 40s, I'd prob- I probably would, would do it. Um, would, would you be surprised if I told you that in the past month, he's been the ninth ranked player? So that's a pretty decent sample size. That's uh, 13 games. Yeah, because I've got the past couple of weeks, and he was the 14th in yeah. the past two weeks. Yeah, so the ninth, exp- yeah right, ninth over the past month. That does take into account the break of the All-Star break, so it's probably not as big a sample size as normal months yeah, would be, it's, it's but still. On those blocks um, are yeah. crazy high. And then, yeah, points, good, yeah. good rebounds. It's only really yeah. the, the assists that are hurting you. Yeah, so yeah, you've got the, got the low assists, low steals. He's not going to give you any threes either, so... Um, yeah, I, I would say that he is—he's a textbook sort of um, textbooks sell high guys. But um, but yeah, like I said, don't sell him too low because he is a very valuable player. All right, let's move on. Uh, we've got our last segment for today. Uh, and again, just a reminder: if you guys are listening along on YouTube, watching us uh, on the video format, please hit the subscribe button down below um, and su- uh, subscribe. Hit the bell. Make sure you get notified when our new videos come up. We put new videos up every week uh, and click like on the video so more people can can see it and share the good word. So we are going through, Cal, the hot waiver wire pickups. So these players are the the highest added players over the last sort of 24 hours. Um, and we're just going to mention what we think about them, whether they think they deserve this or whether or not they're a bit of a flash in the pan uh, moving forward. So first name I'm going to throw at you, Cal, is Jaden McDaniels of the Minnesota Timberwolves. He looks like he's got the power forward spot locked up. Uh, what do you think about McDaniels? Um, he looks like he's, he can get you some blocks. So that's valuable on the wave wire. Um, and he, the minutes are there. So that's the one thing I always look for. The minute, he played yes. 38 minutes last game, 36 the game before that. And um, and, and that's with, you know, Cat playing as well. they they got a solid big man already in the rotation. This guy's also yep. hitting the three. Um, he's got three threes, yeah. two and two of the past three games. So... Um, I think just a three threes and blocks kind of guy, way for why he's definitely worth an ad. He's uh, yeah, he's he's definitely a unique skill set, and just watching him play, he's he's so long, so lanky. Um, those blocks seem like they're sustainable. Um, 
just particularly because he's got those minutes. Um, prior to sort of these last few games, it was him and Vanderbilt who had sort of been toing and froing uh, with those minutes. So it looks like he's locked it up. Um, they're going nowhere soon, the Minnesota Timberwolves. So um, I do think that, yeah, he's probably someone who um, I think can sustain his value. So if you need those categories, blocks, I wouldn't get too excited about the threes. Maybe he might get one and a half to two a game um, and just a trickle of rebounds and steals. But I think, yeah, if you need those blocks and decent percentages, um, he's a good good pickup and a speculative ad. Uh, let's move on to the next one. Hamadou Diallo, uh, now playing for the Detroit Pistons. Um, looks like he's pushed Josh, Josh Jackson out of the rotation. Uh, put up a big game in his last game, uh, which has obviously caused a lot of people to sort of Want to add him to their side? What are your thoughts on Diallo? Um, I, I kind of watched him a little bit at OKC. He kind of likes his game. He's a pretty aggressive kind of player. So if he gets minutes, he'll probably be okay. But I wouldn't expect the defensive stats he put up recently. No. Um, so that'll fall yeah. off. Even the rebounds. Uh, he's not that guy. He, he's a probably a tentative ad for me. I wouldn't be picking him up right now. But I'd keep a, give him my watch list. Yeah, I, I I agree. I want to see a little bit more from him. I mean, like, you know, sure, he came out and put up 19 and 10. Yeah, but like you said, those two blocks of steel, he shot 60% from the field. Um, you know, like, that's going to come down. So his points are going to come down. I think I think he's going to get some points, some rebounds, but maybe not a lot else, really. Um, nothing really to get excited about for me. He doesn't seem like he's got that, like, skill set like uh, McDaniels that will be valuable for any team moving forward. So, um, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm lukewarm on him. I would want to see more games um, moving forward. All right, let's go on to the next guy. Um, had a big game today, Bogdan Bogdanovich. What are your thoughts on, on Bogey? Um, yeah, look, I've always been a Bogey fan. It's just the, the minutes, and he got a lot of minutes yeah. today. And he got four steals, which I wouldn't put money on again. <laughs> no, I wouldn't either, yeah. But he's worth a roster spot. Um, I don't know, like Sweet Lou is now at Atlanta, though. So. There's, yeah, there's rumors about him not even playing, though. I mean, I don't know. He, he flirted with the idea of retiring, I think I saw on Twitter. So I'm not, not too worried about Lou. Um, uh, obviously, you've got DeAndre Hunter and John. I think John Collins went down today and got hurt. Um, so they're playing a bit more small ball, fitting in those wings there a bit more. So I think he's fine. I think he's a bit of a short-term value add while those guys are out. But I would be very quick to drop him moving forward if another long-term guy like McDaniels or something like that comes up. Um, and yeah, he just I, he excited me. I, I, I draft him at the start of the year, you know. He's but he's one of those guys that yeah, like you said, no steals. Um, he's not going to sort of give you any rebounds or blocks. Field goal percentage is up and down very very wildly. So I feel like you know there's only limited upside when a player like Bogey if you need points in threes. All right, uh, let's move on to the next guy. Um, Saban Lee is the the next guy we're talking about in terms of the hot wave wire pickups. He's uh, the starting point guard for the Detroit Pistons at the moment because they basically have no other point guards. So today, uh, today he had a big game, 19 points, three rebounds, five assists, still in a block, two threes. That's a very solid game, but do you think it is replicable, uh, Cal? Um, you just glitched out a bit. Who are we talking about? Oh, sorry. Saban Lee is the guy we're talking about. Point guard for the Detroit yeah, Pistons. You, you give me a spiel first. Go for it. Oh, okay. Yeah. Well, I just think that he's, um, you know, he's he's a bit of value right now. I, I would 
probably call him more of a stream than like a rest of season ad at this point. You know, if you need the assists, if you need some steals. Uh, but I think we spoke about him a few times before. He'll have this sort of big game, but then follow it up, you know, with, you know, a couple of points and a couple of rebounds. So again, I'm not going to drop anyone of value to him. Do you do you see it the same there, Cal? Yeah, I don't think he's addable right now. Um, sadly, yeah. he had a good game. I think everyone's getting a bit over over the you know overreacting a fair bit. I wouldn't add him. You could put him on your watch list if you want, but I'm not super high. Yeah, yeah. I, I would just I'd literally only stream him for assists if if that was um, what you needed. Let's move on to one of the hype guys of the last couple of weeks, Mo Bamba. Give me your thoughts on uh, the big Mo Bamba. I, I almost picked him up. He's actually still a free agent. I probably could. Um, yeah, my, my, I mean my team's punt blocks, so he doesn't really help my team a whole lot. But if you if you're not a punt blocks team like most of you guys out there, he, yeah, uh, he's got some value. He had the three block game. Um, I totally hate his game. I hate watching him play because he's like someone who is meant to be really agile and is like seven foot two and decides he can only spot up threes. That's all his game is. Um, but the blocks are there, so I think he yeah. probably is worth an add at this rate. If you can even just average twenty minutes a game. He'll still give you blocks and three. Yeah, yeah. He's yeah. He's like that Chris Boucher kind of permanent monster. Blocks threes. You know, decent free throw percentage for a big guy. So, I mean, the center rotation is still a bit murky over there. You've got Cam. Uh, is, it, is it? I'm not sure if his first name Birch starting. You've got uh, Wendell Carter Jr. There. They're all sort of getting that. You know, fifteen to twenty minutes a night kind of role at the moment. So. You know, he could end up being a winner. I see Birch kind of falling out of rotation there eventually, but it may take some time. But yeah, like you said, even in the limited minutes, if you need the blocks, you know, and if you want, you know, a good player with some good percentages and solid enough rebounds, he's not going to give you any assists. He's not going to give you any steals. Uh, probably very limited points. Um, looks like his field goal percentage is not doing too well. Although I think I can see that rising. Yeah, I think he, I think he's worth a speculative ad. I like him a bit more than a few of these other guys on the list. Uh, let's go on to another guy we mentioned earlier in the pod, um, Chuma Okiki. Uh, you seem to like him a lot. You think he's a priority add over the guys we spoke about so far? Um, yeah, I think he's probably locked in for the minutes. So let's go Okiki. Yeah. He's been playing pretty well. Um, I I'm, I'm, don't have my, the stats up in front of me in terms of where he's ranking over the past week. We can probably get that up for you guys. But I, I think there's potential there. He's worth an add. He, he's even worth a bit of a flyer. In terms of, as we mentioned, if you have some some low guys and your, your roster, you can get rid of. Throw a fly. He's, yeah, yeah, thirty fourth in the past week, so he's been putting up stats. He has been putting up stats. You know, it's on the back of some steals and good good percentages, which I'm not sure how sustainable they are. So I'm going to temper expectations. I might not be quite as high as you, but I do think he's worth a speculative ad. I'm not dropping anyone of extreme value with him because I think the Orlando Magic are going to be a bit up and down to you know finish the season off. They're going to be trying some new things, rotating their players. But I think of all the starters right now, he's the most, the safest bet in terms of getting minutes. But yeah, I mean, the two out of the last three games, he shot over 60%. I don't think that's going to continue. I think his game where he had 14, 6, and 3 with a block, that's probably more what you're going to get. But even that's pretty valuable. He's still hitting the you know, three threes. Um, he's getting you the block. But yeah, probably that sort of back-end value as opposed to the 
sort of torrid start he's been on, you know, being that that starter. But I, I do I do like him as a speculative ad. Um, last guy here that I want to talk about for today, Cal, um, and it is Nerlens Noel. So obviously we've had the news that Mitchell Robinson has had a stress. Uh, I'm not sure if it's a stress fracture, but a fracture in his foot, yeah, and he foot. might, yeah, he might be out for the rest of the season. So. Um, for me, I think if you need blocks, if you need steals, rebounds, field goal percentage, this guy is a must-add player to me. Um, so if he is available in your league, I would definitely be be scooping him up the wide. Do you think he's must ask, must roster or? Oh yeah, definitely. What are, what are your he, thoughts? He'll get more minutes now. He, he's locked into position. He was putting up literally like Mitch Robinson's numbers when Mitch Robinson was out. I think it was COVID, um, and he's just going to maintain that. So it'll be a kind of guy hovering in the 50s and on a good week and he'll definitely be a top 100 player yeah he's rostered in only 58 percent of leagues so there he is available in a fair few leagues out there um last two games he's put up over 30 minutes a game and in total he's given you uh four steals in two games and seven blocks in two games both with 11 rebounds in each game so that's 22 rebounds in two games so yeah if you need those stats he's going to be excellent um so i think he is a must roster player so if he's on your wire Go look at him right now and, and pick him up. All right. Well, that will do us for the podcast today, guys. Thanks for watching on YouTube, listening along on Spotify. Again, if you are watching on YouTube, please subscribe. Hit that notification bell down below. Like the video. You can find us on Twitter at NBA, And we will catch you next week. Good luck with your final trades before that trade deadline. And we'll see you later. Bye.